It comes from you tapping into that part of you, inside of you, those strengths that you were born with that are just waiting to come out and be expressed through you in your career and in your job. That is what I mean by make yourself indispensable. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Welcome to the show. It is so good to be here. It is so good to be talking with you and having you listening. You might have already figured this out, but today's episode is a solo episode. It is just me. Once again, I hope you are not getting sick of me, but I wanted to follow up and share some more information on an episode, a bonus episode that I released over the summer while the show was on a break that got a lot of positive feedback and it really connected with a lot of you who are listening to the show. And I wanted to dive deeper into that topic. And that topic is one of my favorite topics, one of the reasons that I started this show, one of the things that I'm the most excited about, and that is the topic of women advancing and moving up and getting promotions and growing our careers. And I want to start getting into some tactics and some ideas and some things that you can begin thinking about and that you can begin implementing right away to take a proactive role to take control of your career and move yourself forward. Now, advancing your career and this entire topic, there is so much to talk about here. I could probably do an entire series of solo episodes and maybe not even scratch the surface of this topic. So think of today's episode as an overview of some topics that I'll probably go deeper into. And I would also love to know which of these topics you would find it most helpful to go deeper into. But I'm going to cover three building blocks, three pieces that are really key and core when it comes to career advancement and when it comes to moving ahead. And it's going to be an overview of those three, and I'm going to explain what they are, but I'm not necessarily going to go super deep in each one. I'll probably do that in future episodes. Let me know which ones you want me to go deeper into. I'm here to help you. But what I really want to talk about when it comes to these three building blocks is what they are and then the mindset blocks and fears and hesitations that get in the way and often stop us from actually taking these steps and pursuing these actions and putting these three building blocks in place. Because taking control of our careers requires courage. It requires courage because it can be really, really scary. But I want you to know that if some of the steps feel scary, if you struggle with imposter syndrome, if all of this feels maybe a little bit big or a little bit out there for you, You are so not alone in feeling that way. And that's why I'm doing these episodes and hitting on these topics, 
because I want to walk through some of the common fears and mindset blocks and struggles that come up as we take steps and as we pursue these actions to advance our careers so you know that you're not alone, you know that it's not just you, and most importantly, you know that you can still take control, you can still be proactive, you can still move yourself forward even if you feel a little bit afraid and even if it feels scary and even if it feels big, those things are hard, I know, and sometimes they're really not fun, I know, I've probably been there if that's where you are, but hard and not fun and challenging doesn't mean impossible and it doesn't mean we can't begin to cultivate courage and that's going to be very central to this episode. The first thing that I want to go into before I even get into these three steps and these three pillars and the mindset blocks and the barriers is I want to talk about an overarching concept that is really, really important here. And it's important whenever we're talking about trying to do something or accomplish something in our career trajectory. Now, when we're answering a question like, what are the steps that I need to take to advance my career? What do I need to do to move forward and get a promotion and move up and build the career of my dreams that I really want to build? When we're answering that question, I want to make it really clear that this is not about precision and this is not about doing things perfectly. So as we are following these steps and taking actions to advance our careers and to grow and move up, we are not NASA and we are not sending someone to the moon. And what I mean by saying we're not NASA and we're not sending someone to the moon is this is not about precision. When we're sending someone to the moon and let's say, imagine we're engineers and we're doing the calculations and the projections and the spreadsheets, and I'm sure there's a bajillion things involved in sending a man to the moon that, wait, a man? A person sending a person, maybe a woman to the moon that I don't know about. But when we're doing that, it's all about precision, right? The steps need to be perfect. Everything needs to be down to the bajillionth decimal point because we don't want to mess this up. There is very little margin for error when we're sending someone to the moon. Now, when we're talking about our careers and career advancement and figuring out how we navigate this crazy professional world that we are all a part of, it is the polar opposite of that. We are not sending someone to the moon. This is not about precision. This is not about getting it perfectly right to the bajillionth decimal point. This is about taking action that seems like it's going to work, doing things that feel like they make sense. And when things don't work and when we realize that those things didn't make sense, learning and correcting. But we don't want to wait until our information is perfect and we have 100% certainty before we take action because this isn't the type of exercise where there's one precise way to do this. And this also, despite the way you might feel, this also isn't the type of exercise where if we make a mistake, we're doomed, right? If there's a mistake made when we're sending someone to the moon, it's not going to be good. But this is not that. But the thing is, it could feel like that. Our brains might make it feel like that. So we want to be constantly reminding ourselves over and over and over, this is just my career and I'm just trying to work on it and take some courageous steps, but I am not trying to figure out how to get myself to the moon. So I don't need to do it perfectly and mistakes are not deadly. So try to keep that in mind 
as you go through this, because I think sometimes the tendency to know everything and be perfect and get everything right and do the perfect right thing all of the time, it can block us from taking action because we feel so paralyzed by not knowing the perfect path. If you are someone who wants to advance your career and you don't know the perfect path, that literally means you are in the right place because there is no perfect path. So it's so important for all of us to get comfortable with that ambiguity, to get comfortable with that uncertainty, and to view ourselves as the people that can solve that ambiguity and that can move through that uncertainty rather than waiting for total clarity and total precision before we take action. So I just wanted to share that with you because I think it'll be really helpful as you think through some of these questions and as you inevitably run into uncertain, ambiguous, uncharted territory where you're not exactly sure what the next step is. That doesn't mean that you need to be perfect before you can proceed. Okay, so now that I've shared that, let's get into the building blocks. I'm going to start with number one, and I'm going to walk you through what it is, and then I'm going to walk you through some of the mindset challenges that might pop up as you try to incorporate this into your career and into your professional goals and your career development plan. Step one And by the way, you don't need to do these steps in order. They're completely interchangeable, but I'm going to present them in a one, two, three, because I think it's just going to make it feel simple and easy. So step one is to map your path upwards. Map your path upwards. If we don't know where we're going, it's going to be a lot harder for us to get there. And when we declare where we're going, that declaration in and of itself is an empowering, igniting invigorating act. So it's really important for us when we're thinking about our career growth is to put tangible goals down for where we want to move, whether those are positions at our current company or those are moves upward that we want to make over time. But the way that you can think about it is throughout your career, you're going to have many moves up. So If this is your first time thinking about advancement and a career promotion, know that this is not the first time you're going to come to this rodeo. This is hopefully going to happen for you over and over and over again. And when I talk about mapping your path upwards, you can map as many layers up as you want. You can just focus on the next thing ahead of you where you're like, okay, I'm right here and I know next I want to be here. Or if you want, you could go to town and you can map a bajillion layers all the way to the top. Whatever feels motivating and whatever feels inspirational for you is how you should do this. Now, it is very likely, very likely that as you're hearing this, you might be having some like panicky thoughts that are like, ah, I don't know. I don't know, Jessica. I don't know what my path upwards is. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what the position is. I don't know which way to go. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know my career path. Those thoughts are completely normal. And the thing about this is that you don't have to get this perfect, right? All you have to do is start with something because when you don't have anything to go off of, it makes it so hard to make progress. So you just want to start with a tiny little step. Even if you're uncertain, that's okay. Most of us are. Things are pretty fuzzy in the professional world. It's not super clear. But what you want to do is to start to sharpen your vision of what that next level could be, even if you don't know what the title is, even if you can't see it around you in your organization, even if it's not clear in your mind or you feel confused about your career path. Push yourself to just ask, what would be a nice addition or enhancement to have to the work that I do? 
All you have to do is start with something and then build upon it slowly as you learn and gather information. If you put something down on paper, even if you're not sure and even if you have questions and it feels confusing, you will have something as a reference point. And then as you go about your job and your career, you're going to learn little bits and pieces that are going to help you refine that. So all you need is something that will begin to get you part of the way there. And that's going to turn on your radar to be continually learning about what your upwards options are. So start with something that's wrong. That's okay if it's wrong. It doesn't have to be perfect. But write down what you think your next step is and feel free to go up more layers if that motivates you and inspires you. The second piece, step two, the second piece to think about, the second you know, piece in this process, which again, the order is interchangeable, is to make yourself indispensable. You want to make yourself indispensable. And this is something that I think can really freak people out because inevitably you'll hear something like this and be like, oh no, I'm not indispensable. What do I do? And the wonderful thing about being indispensable is that there are infinite paths to get there. There is not one way that you need to be or one thing or one combination of skills that you must be good at. You get to figure out what your strengths are, and then you get to map those into your upwards path. And if you're wanting to go deeper into the topic of strength, definitely listen in season two to the solo episode I did about uncovering your strengths. But being indispensable is really about figuring what are those set of activities that come so naturally to you. Sometimes they come so naturally to you that you don't even realize they're a strength because you're so in flow when you're doing them and it feels so natural and so easy. So you don't even think about it as an asset because to you, it just feels like a natural expression of who you are. But actually, those are the ways that you're going to make yourself indispensable. So the way that you can think about this is whatever your role is, there's a core set of things that you need to do. Let's call them skills. There's a core set of skills that you do in your role. The indispensability is the next layer around those skills. It's that special secret sauce, that special something that only you bring to the table. That's why when you hear this thought of make yourself indispensable and you freak out and you're like, I'm not indispensable, that's literally not possible because indispensability comes from that special thing that only you can bring that is unique to you, your unique combination of strength. It's kind of like the code on a combination lock, your unique combination that pops open your lock and activates the things that you are so good at and the activities that truly make you shine. That is where your indispensability comes from. It doesn't come from you trying to fit into a mold. It doesn't come from you trying to be something you're not or trying to be someone else. It comes from you tapping into that part of you, inside of you, those strengths that you were born with that are just waiting to come out and be expressed through you in your career and in your job. That is what I mean by make yourself indispensable. It should feel good. It should be enjoyable. It should be something that draws upon the best of what you have to offer. And now there's a bit more to this because like I said, there's the indispensability layer and then the core layer of your skills that you bring to the table for your role. 
and sometimes making yourself indispensable will involve some thinking on how you can make yourself both indispensable in your current role and how you can begin to build skills and indispensability for that future role that you have mapped that you would like to move into. So it can require you to actually get out of the present state and out of your current set of responsibilities that I'm sure are so important for you to do well, but it can actually put you into the future and you can begin looking at that future position and asking yourself, first of all, are there any core skills that I might want to develop that would really position me well for this? And second of all, How can I nurture and develop and grow my strengths so that I can be not only indispensable to my company and to the company's mission in my current role, but so that I can really tap into that and allow it to flourish in this future role? What are some ways that that might come through? So that is step two. And then step three, this is the most important, in my opinion, of them all. And it's also the most terrifying. So if this feels scary to you, you are not alone. That is totally normal. And step three is to map and execute your communication plan. Wouldn't it be so nice if we could just do amazing work and be amazing and do the best stuff all the time and get rewarded for it in proportion to what we contribute? Wouldn't that be great? That should be happening for women, but it is not happening. It is not happening for women and it is not happening for minorities in the workplace and the data shows us that. So showing up and doing good work and being indispensable and having a view of where you want to move next in your career, all of those things on their own aren't enough. We need to proactively take control and figure out who are the people who influence the decision of what happens next for us in our career and how are we going to ensure that those people are on board with us and that those people will be advocating for us when the time is right. And this is scary because speaking up for yourself and advocating for yourself and talking about your accomplishments and making asks and really being proactive about this and taking this into your own hands rather than doing the work and waiting and hoping that you get recognized. That requires so much courage. It's also a very scary, vulnerable position to be in because you don't know exactly how things are going to turn out. But what I want to emphasize to you when it comes to this piece of the puzzle and this piece of the equation is that it's okay if it feels uncomfortable. And it's even okay if you hear this and you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to set up those meetings. I don't want to have those conversations. That sounds terrifying, Jessica. That like, yes, like lock me in a room. I'll do the best work ever. Like, I don't mind working hard, doing the things, getting it done. But I don't want to have the scary conversations. That feels much harder. I totally, totally, totally understand that. It does feel hard and it can be really uncomfortable. But my question for you is, are you willing to experience discomfort? Because the truth is, it's not really about the scary conversations and it's not about whether you're unwilling or willing to have them. It's more about whether you're unwilling or willing to be uncomfortable. And what is required for us to make the decision to be uncomfortable? What's required is courage. Courage is the thing that gives us the fuel we need to do something that we know will be uncomfortable. You can decide to do it and you can decide to do these things and they'll still be uncomfortable. 
So this is an exercise in building and acting in a courageous way. This is about having the courage to experience and sit through discomfort. This is not about waiting until you are super confident and waiting until it is easy breezy for you to sit down and have a conversation with whoever it is you need to be having conversations with to ensure that you're on track to your next promotion. It is not about waiting until it is easy. It is about committing to doing it when you know it will not be easy, when you know you feel like you might throw up all over yourself, but you're doing it anyway. That's what this is about. And that's why I believe that courage is central to all of this and probably one of the most important skills to cultivate. And now I skimmed over these three at a really high level. And to recap for you, step one is to map your path upwards. Step two is to make yourself indispensable. And step three is to map and implement your communication plan. All of these steps involve a lot of different pieces that can really, really help you. Even just within one of those steps, there is so much more that I can share. So my question for you is, I would love to know where you feel stuck or where you feel like you need help, if it's one, two, or three, or all of them. I would love to hear from you. So please shoot me a note. The best way is on Instagram. My handle is the art of speaking up. And let me know because I can do solo episodes on all of those or I can choose one, but I want to do it based on your sincere desire to take action and your readiness to move forward even though this might feel hard and this might feel scary. As women, it is super, super important for us to take this into our own hands. And the thing that I will tell you is as scary as some of this might seem, the more you do it, the less scary it gets. And then once it gets less scary, you're gonna wish that you had started this sooner because you're gonna actually realize that getting what you want and pursuing what you want is a little bit easier than you might have thought if you just give yourself the opportunity and the courage to be in some of those initially uncomfortable situations. So those are the steps. I think I'm going to go deeper into them, but I want to know what you think and which ones you find the most confusing and murky and intimidating, and I would love to share more. This week's episode is going to be a bit shorter, so I'm going to close things out right here, but I want to give you a massive thank you for listening, and please, if you're enjoying the show, if you're loving the show, share it with a friend, and leave a rating in the iTunes store. It is so helpful for me to know that the content is resonating and that it's helpful. And I love getting your feedback and I love getting your reviews. So I would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me, like I said. And with that, I'm going to sign off and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.